Hey, I'm Steph. I'm a motivator, creator, small business owner, and educator. I'm a lover of all things health, spirituality, inspiration, and business. These are just a few words to describe me, along with passion, grit, and resiliency. Regardless of what I'm up to, I am soul-driven to create a purpose-filled life and find the advantages in adversity, all while keeping a smile on my face. Soul Driven with Steph is a podcast that will fill up your cup and leave you feeling empowered, inspired, and on fire as you listen to interviews and stories of other soul-driven and strong women that have overcome against all odds. This podcast was a calling on Steph's soul to serve, connect, and share stories of struggles and successes, all to create a community so that you know you're never alone. Grab a cup of coffee, get ready to learn laugh and leave with wisdom and strategies to connect to your soul and get back in the driver's seat of your life today. Here's Steph. Welcome back to another episode of Soul Driven with Steph. I'm here today with my friend Kristen um, of Coaching with Kristen, and we're going to dig in. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, entrepreneurship, her topic for our upcoming Sister Circle Summit, and her new podcast that she launched. So welcome back. You're my first guest that I've had twice on the show. That I am very excited for that honor. So thank you. And it was fun to talk with you and look forward to this one too. Yeah, it's always fun. So tell us a little bit about your journey into entrepreneurship and what experiences drew you to the coaching space. Yeah. Um, I often say that I was kind of a reluctant entrepreneur. Um, I went into the coaching space officially after dabbling in it for a while, got my certification, and my intention was to uh, work for the coaching school that I was uh, doing my certification through. And they changed how their part-time status uh, worked and increased the number of hours. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just do this myself. And there was not a lot of real thought. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's kind of how it goes a lot of times, right? Went into it. I had no idea what I was getting into (laughs) um, in terms of creating uh, an online business Mm -hmm. and the marketing aspect and just everything that I was going to have to do. I had worked previously before coaching as uh, an independent contractor, but I didn't have to find the clients. And so this was um, very... I, I. like I said, I, not only did I not know what I was getting into, I just was, fig- you know, absolutely figuring it out as as I was going. Yeah, well, welcome to entrepreneurship, <laughs> right? Because that is absolutely what it is. Um, most of us have no idea what we're doing, and we figure it out as we go. Yeah. But that's truly like the best skill that you could ever gain from starting a business is just being a beginner and being willing to be a beginner. And I feel like you've really soaked up as much knowledge as you can, not only obviously on the coaching research side of things, so you know what you're doing, but just the marketing, the business, the sales, the client experience, all the Mm -hmm. things that you don't realize you're signing up for when you decide I'm going to launch a business. So um, I love that. And I think most entrepreneurs are very accidental. 
my story is the same way. Most of the women I talk to start doing something because they're passionate about it. And then somehow they wind up in a business. So, (laughs) um, and obviously I feel like when I think about your coaching style, which I've done sessions with you and what I feel uh, is your strength in coaching, especially is just the mindset piece of it. Mm -hmm. So you could really just talk to um, mindset, how your thinking affects not only your business, but just your entire life. Yeah, for sure. And for my own growth and my own coaching, I think having a business um, and, and doing the mindset work to go along with that has been critical and also um, the the biggest growth that yeah. I've experienced and um, really having to stretch myself. And so in, in my philosophy that basically our thoughts are what we're thinking about subconscious or, or not is ultimately what's going to drive our actions. And you can do action-based things to, to an extent, um, but in order for it to be sustainable, the thinking has to has to match up with it that in some way shape or form and so mindset really for me is is everything and it's not just the you know i i can do this or um even being willing to fail but it's being willing to um do things you don't want to do. Put yourself out there. Putting yourself out there and being able to feel the rejection, to um, feel the uncertainty, um, not being motivated and doing, doing things anyway. And so just how to get my brain in line of it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if I don't like this kind of yeah. kind of a thing. And I'm not perfect at it by by any means. And there are certainly things that um you know I'm I'm still working on that. But um uh, being able to deal with the the mindset, but also the emotions that mm-hmm. come that come up with yeah. it. And the, those for me are are really tied tied together. Like I said, the um the failure, the rejection, the you know, uncomfortable stuff. Um, just being committed, even if you're not mm-hmm. motivated. And so putting putting that to work in for entrepreneurs, um, especially if you're on your own, you're, you're doing, you're That's doing a daily experience, <laughs> every, you know, everything. Right. And um, being able to handle the drama that, yeah. that comes up in, in your mind without beating yourself up without giving up or taking it out on other people that you come into contact with or your family. And so really just being able to kind of level out the the, um, mental and emotional drama. Yeah, absolutely. And I love what you said just about um, how small business ownership has been one of the best personal development experiences of your life and how perfect for you to be able to coach and lead people through the same thing that you either have gone through or are going through as a business owner yourself. I just heard a quote today and it was, I'm going to butcher it, but it was something along the lines of like, you are the best person to coach the people that are either where you once were or experiencing the things that you've gone through or overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you have to put yourself out there on a daily. And um, I would say mindset is like 
95% of the challenge of business mm -hmm. ownership is just there's so much uncertainty mm -hmm. that you have to overcome on a daily basis. And um, yeah, the fears of failure or rejection, I think, are a little bit more heightened um, with the need to put yourself out there. So yeah. I think that this is such a relevant topic right now, as there are so many small business owners, especially women who we're speaking to primarily probably on this podcast. I don't want to disclude anyone, but um, I think sometimes with women, it can be even more critical, like we're even mm -hmm. more self-critical yes. um, and comparative of other women. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to have you speak at our upcoming Sister Circle Summit. Um, and I think this is this mindset piece is kind of one of the maybe overlooked topics um, because it's not necessarily always like the nitty gritty details, strategic planning type of things, but it is 100% what a lot of business owners I think are lacking to get to that next level of success. For sure. So tell us a little bit about your topic, the truth about self-confidence. What does that mean? And what can they expect to kind of walk away with as some tangible takeaways? Yeah. Um, so self-confidence, I think for a lot of women, they are looking at it as uh, things that I've already done. Like, you know, I'm 100% confident I can tie my shoes. You know, I've, I've done it thousands of times. And the way that I talk about self-confidence and that I, I coach people is it's not about what you've already done or um, that you are even convinced that you can do. It's the internal, um, mm -hmm. more of a um, emotion in the sense that I can handle whatever this is going to be. And as, as much of that is the mindset, but it's also the being able to handle whatever feeling is going to mm -hmm. come my way. And because so many people are afraid of being humiliated yeah. or to um, face that insecurity. And so it, it's often subconscious in the sense of just shying away from, from different things. It just becomes mm -hmm. a, well, I don't want to do that. I don't need to do that. And so we just completely push it away. And so stepping into your own, in you know, that internal self-confidence of I can handle this, not because I've done it before, right? but I know that the worst thing that is going to happen to me is something that I can still handle. And yeah. most of the time we blow it up, you know, catastrophize right. that, yeah. you know, this, all, all of these things could happen when it really could be that somebody doesn't come back for your product or yeah. a bad review or, or those things. And, and those are, are legit, but we often are so afraid of what that is going to feel like that yeah. you don't take the opportunity that might be there. Right. Because of the uncertainty on the other side of it. Yeah. And I feel like depending on what your business is, if it's something that you are creating yourself, mm -hmm. it's really hard to not take that rejection personally. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a big piece of it too, is like knowing that if someone doesn't like it, it's not necessarily that they don't like you. Right. It just might not be for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, combining all of those, those mindset pieces and really the way to, to, to work through it is just to um, build up self-trust. And that is trying, 
trying things Mm -hmm. differently. And it doesn't even have to completely be out of your comfort zone. It could be brushing your teeth with your other hand. I mean, just something so simplistic that like I can try new things and it might be messy and not even really work. And, and it's okay. And it's okay. Yeah. That, that, um, you know, and certainly you can step, you know, large, you know, more out of your comfort zone, whether that's uh, talking to new people or a new product or, you know, putting yourself out there. Um, a lot of business owners or, or people that I talk to are, like we said, the, the personal side of things. So they may not be as comfortable, uh, maybe you know, doing video online on, on social media sure. or some, some of those things. So there's so many ways that you can just take baby steps to build mm-hmm. that trust. Um, and again, so many, it, I, I want to stay away from, I've, I've done bits and pieces of it. So then I feel confident I can do it because mm-hmm. you're relying on the external then as well. But sure. the inner knowing of I, I have my own back and that I can handle whatever I'm going to feel like if it doesn't go the way I expected. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And like, um, just being able to trust yourself, um, along the process, along the way of just trying new things. Mm -hmm. And would, do you think there's any truth to the concept that if something does make you feel really uncomfortable and like a nervous, maybe big way, that means that it's for like, that's something you should step into to push yourself a little bit. Yeah. I I think, (laughs) and, and of course, every person's going to be different and you you need to, you need to know yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and you know, are are we talking about something that is putting you in physical, you know, physical danger or so, so of course the, the context, the context matters, but, um, usually I, I can tell that if it's not something that I'm as comfortable doing, that it's probably something I need to look into and do, and do more of whether it's, um, I mean, everything from, from strength training to mm-hmm. learning a new skill to, uh, you know, saying, I'm, I'm not going to try this food because right. <laughs> it's just, you know, things, things that I don't want to. So, um, Lean, leaning into that, but and and again, it comes back to being able to trust trust yourself mm-hmm. there. Um, certainly, it, it's one thing to be nervous, excited, or a little bit anxious, and it's another for you know your nervous system to be in complete you know haywire. Mm-hmm. And and so I wouldn't necessarily suggest to people, especially d- depending on their past history or, or things like that. Like, right. But, um, you, you don't want to put yourself into, you know, physical or emotional danger, but trying things, right. We often make a bigger deal out of it. than it. Than oh, it really for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like when you just, um, try anything new, you allow yourself to be a beginner again. Mm-hmm. And as we get older, I feel like we shy away from being a beginner at anything, whether it's a new career, new skill, new hobby, because it's way more comfortable to just do things that we know how to do. But then we miss out on like half the joy of life is experiencing new things. Right. Well, and I think it it goes back in some ways to just our, our culture and how we were raised and schooling that we're rewarded 
Mm. when things are done well. Yeah. You, you get the gold star because you acted the way you were supposed to, or you got the A on the paper because you know, you said this, this knowledge is there, but we aren't necessarily rewarded in our, our careers or school or other places for trying and failing. Yeah. And so it becomes, especially when you're responsible for paying your own bills right. or supporting a family yep. and those other things that it just goes back yeah, into our comfort zone that I want to do what is is guaranteed what mm-hmm. is going to bring in income or I know that I can succeed because there isn't necessarily a reward, especially right away mm-hmm. for trying new things. Absolutely. And do you think even just taking it down to like you kind of mentioned, what is the worst case scenario? Mm-hmm. And then if you are okay with that, then you do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. And usually when it's interesting when I'm coaching people and they're talking about like the worst case scenario. And um, I like asking the question why at least three times. Yeah. And most of the time, what you think is the worst case scenario, it really isn't. Um, it, it really comes down often to how you're going to think about yourself, mm. what you're afraid other people are going to think about you. Yeah. Or again, just an emotion that, that you don't want to feel. And um, being, you know, a, a lone rejection, I've mentioned humiliation, those are the ones that come up the most for people like I, you know, of course, who wants to feel that way? Um, but if that's truly the worst case is a feeling that you're going to have. Um, how, how bad is that? Right? How, how yeah. bad is it to have an emotion that goes through your body for, you know, 60 to 90 seconds? Yeah. Or, um, and and that internal self-confidence piece is like, I can handle the thoughts. Like, right. I, I can handle this about myself. I can handle the emotion that's gonna, you know, physiologically run through through my body. And those those are just yeah, key. Yeah, key because an emotion and a feeling are just temporary. Mm-hmm. So if you can remind yourself of that, that this is just a temporary emotion mm-hmm. and it's okay to feel this way, mm-hmm. but it's not forever. And it, at the end of the day, like it's going to pass. Mm-hmm. And well, we know most people are going to forget anyways, right? right? Yeah. Like how long is our attention span to anything mm-hmm. right. major? We might remember, but most mm-hmm. other people aren't going to remember. Um, so yeah, just um, again, I think what you said, it comes back to like, what are you okay with and how do you truly feel about yourself? Like, how do you think about yourself? Mm Because if you are going to be really critical and hard on yourself, then yeah, that emotion might linger a bit longer. But if you can work on those, those actual thoughts about yourself, Mm -hmm. um, then it's going to pass quickly because you can, you can choose another thought. Mm-hmm. And it, as women too, you know, so often we are the nurturers, the people who are taking care of others, which also leads into lots of the people pleasing. Oh behavior. yeah. And so that is a whole nother piece that just gets wrapped, wrapped up in here because we're afraid for, a, you know, not being part of that, that group, or we, we get so concerned with what other people are going to think and trying to manage other people's emotions in terms of our own. So in, in coaching, that's it, so much of, of what I'm doing is just un- untangling that yeah. for, for people um, and 
learning, you know, what's in your control to be mm-hmm. able to, to handle and that you can deal with and managing your own mind. Uh, Cause most of us can't manage our own mind and yet we're trying to manage somebody else's too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. So, um, so just separating, separating those out. And um, it, it's often really, really freeing when you can kind of shed that, that weight and just work on here's what's in my realm of control and what yeah. I have the ability to do. And that in itself builds that, that self-confidence. Right. Because um, it, you, you can't build that self-confidence if you're relying on other people. Right. And so being able to just understand this is coming from me and, you know, not, not as much from the other people as well. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think this whole idea of like, so often we're waiting for other people's either validation or opinion or um, just like other people's uh, permission is the word I'm looking for permission to either be what we want to be, do what we want to do. And we don't need that. We can literally anoint ourselves to step into the version of ourselves that we want to be and do it for ourselves. We don't need someone else's validation. But that's often what we seek is that external, am I ready? You know, what are people going to think if I do this? And and it's always external. Yes. That's typically holding us back from internally deciding that we are enough and we are ready. Yes. hundred percent. Thank you. <laughs> Good. Okay. We're, yes, we're on the same wavelength with all of this. So what would you say is a great tangible takeaway that um, our attendees will will learn at the summit. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the some of the things that you can do to actually build build that self-trust um and you know what what that's going to look like some of the mindset pieces that you are likely to encounter mm-hmm. and what what to do with that because again they they may be conscious or or subconscious but um chances are if it's things that you haven't done before there there's a reason and <laughs> um you know whether it's i don't want to i don't like to i'm afraid to so finding so finding some of those things to be able to build your self trust which is also going to build that self confidence um and also just for people to be able to uh, separate out in, in their mind. So we'll, we'll talk about some, some different ways to, um, kind of peel back the layers that they can do themselves at, mm-hmm. at home and uncover what, what really is the issue here that's, mm-hmm. that's holding me back. And then whether that's something you really want to work on or not. And sometimes just even that awareness of, of knowing it can, um, open up some new possibilities in Mm -hmm. in your mind there too. Yeah. um, Mm -hmm. This is just a thought that came to my mind too, because I feel like I've either encountered this myself or other women I've talked to, especially in business have encountered this. It's almost like oftentimes when we first start, um, we want to get to that next level so bad. So it's more of like a feel of fear of feeling failure. But then as we start to grow and gain momentum, it almost turns into a fear of success. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that entirely comes back to mindset as well. So do you feel like that's another kind of 
thing that people can walk away with is like overcoming, like what is actually holding me back from that next level of my business? Um, yes. So, <laughs> so hopefully, and, and sometimes, I mean, it depends on, on where you're at. It may, um, and, and that's what we would do in, in coaching sessions, but yes, allowing people, um, whether it's with some, some journaling prompts or some of the different things that we're going to, to talk about, because everybody's at a little bit different right. space, whether you're just starting out scaling, um, hiring employees, mm-hmm. you know, brick and mortar versus a, you know, an online business, people are all in, in really different places, but, uh, almost everybody has limiting beliefs. Yes. Yeah. Where, where to go for this next level. And in some cases, as as you have scaled and maybe you have employees or you're making more money, um, it can be the mindset drama doesn't go away. And in fact, you just add onto it because now you feel like you have other people relying on you. Yeah. It almost gets louder. Yeah. And you become more (laughs) self-critical because you have people relying on you. Yes, absolutely. I love that. I think that is going to be so applicable to so many of our participants. Um, And that's where like taking it deeper in a coaching session obviously could be very helpful too. If there's anything that really resonates with you, either in this podcast or at the event, um, you know, take it deeper with, with, with an actual coaching one-on-one session, because everyone can benefit from coaching wherever you're at, whether it's business or personal. For sure. For sure. Tell us a little bit about your um, podcast and how this came to be. Um, Yes. So I'm, I'm a podcast listener. Um, I have been for years and years and that's how I really discovered the life coaching space and found um, that that's my kind of preferred method. I I love to read as well, Mm -hmm. but um, podcasts are, my go-to when easier get, to consume, yes, right? <laughs> um, driving or yeah. getting ready in the morning or uh, taking a walk and, yep. and doing, doing some of those other things. So um, yeah, I, I really look to podcasts for the past many years as my personal growth tool. Yeah, And so it was kind of a natural fit that sometimes I, I would like to, to do this. Um, my teaching background, because I'm previously a, a middle school and high school teacher. So I, I'm comfortable in the the teaching space, the mm-hmm. being in front of people. So that was never really an issue for me. So uh, the Stop Overthinking podcast is um, available on all the, all the platforms. It launched in uh, March. And so just getting getting it out there and again it was you know more more growth for me and figuring out um you know all all the things to be able to have have a topic turn it into uh, audio that right. is you know accepted on the on the different platforms and the editing and different pieces so it's been more growth for me there and um that's kind of been my my passion project for for the past several months yeah, I love it. And do you feel like that was a perfect example of you pushing yourself outside your comfort zone? Yeah. And so there were pieces where it's like, I love this platform. Um, I don't I don't mind speaking. For me, it was the getting past the I don't know how to. Mm, and yeah. so again, coming from, you know, I, I had no 
I, I had no history or evidence that I could create a podcast because I'd never done it before. But looking into myself, it's like, well, I have figured out how to run an online business and uh, yeah. you know, make changes to my website and do these other things that I know that I'm going to figure this out, uh, even if it means talking to other people and getting getting help or hiring things out. Like I can figure this out, and yes. so having that. Um, self-confidence for me as, mm-hmm. as well was able to propel me into just, just do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Again, practicing what you preach to your yeah. own, your own clients. So you have been one of our very first original founding 15 members of Sister Circle yes. and really been along for the journey since you got into entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Could you share a little bit about how Sister Circle has either positively impacted you or your business growth? And the last what year or so? Yeah, um, Sister Circle has been just a, a great resource for me in in so many regards. Like I said, I, I had no idea, and I openly <laughs> admitted, like I have no idea what what I'm doing here. And so finding a resource locally was so helpful because you can find whatever you want on Google, YouTube, whatever, and, and, you know, other coaches that are out there. But for me to, um, to also have, you know, faces and people that Mm -hmm. I could talk to was really important. And I think for entrepreneurs, depending on what their business is, it it can be a very solo or lonely journey. And so, just, I, I really look forward to every month just mm-hmm. having the connection of, of people. And I've met so many women, you know, fierce, wonderful women locally that I wouldn't have encountered. Yeah. Um, and also people who, um, who, I, I've been their clients. Yeah, um, they've been my clients. They have, um, you know, everything from from website. I've done individual coaching with you mm-hmm. um, as as we are looking at creating a more of a funnel for me. And so, it has really just been exactly what I needed. Good. Yeah. In in that space. So yeah. So I was excited when the membership came out, and you know, like. Okay, fabulous. I I know that this is this is what I need for for that resource, um, and it doesn't matter that there isn't anybody else doing exactly what right what it's I'm almost doing better. <laughs> um, and I also I, I think initially I was you know I, I'm more middle aged. You guys <laughs> some some are on the the I feel the like we've really broadened our, our age, group. but but um, initially. It, it was fun for me, like, you know, I'm in, I'm in my mid forties and learning from people who are in their twenties mm-hmm. and that they, you know, and you had so much more experience in this <laughs> doing, um, you know, business angles and, mm-hmm. and things that I didn't know. So I love that piece of it as well is that there's just, um, and now there's a huge variety of, of business owners and, um, ages and stages of life mm-hmm. and, Um, stages of business. Yeah. I love that. And I think that is, yeah, what makes it really unique too, is like, you need that variety. You don't want all beginners, right? Mm -hmm. Because then you can't necessarily help each other. So you need beginners, you need veteran business owners to help give that wisdom and cheering Mm -hmm. people on, but maybe the veteran people need new social media hacks and tools and, you know, business is always changing. Mm -hmm. Um, The principles stay fairly consistent, but the methods and the strategy is always evolving and changing. So 
um, it's really fun to be able to get those different perspectives from people, even in just totally different industries and pull them into your own. Um, And like I said, that translation, like how could this experience that someone else is having work for me and mm-hmm. I can just tweak it and change it and just try new things. So yeah, it's been really fun. Such a cool evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that we get this community on a monthly basis, yes. like before everyone's like waiting for a social, right? Mm-hmm. And now we get to do it monthly. So it's been really fun and I love having a part of it. So um yes, I'm so glad that it all kind of came at the same time that you were starting your business. It was perfect. Like it was meant to be. It totally was. <laughs> So what is next for you and your business? Um, So right now, my quarter, quarter two, quarter three goals is really just uh, getting my schedule in with with the podcast. Uh, I had spent a lot of time on um, social media in the past year, and I'm not sure that's exactly where I want to be be spending my time mm-hmm. so transitioning to how I can use the the podcast to reach more people mm-hmm. um and then you know making still different posts and, and things like mm-hmm. that um in in terms of marketing still on social media um but maybe stepping away from some of the longer form writing that mm-hmm. wasn't um still isn't my, my favorite thing to do. And I pushed myself to do it, you know, over and over again. And it's like, you know what, my, my skill set is, and I'm more comfortable just talking. So this is where I'd rather be. So um, just getting that, um, letting the podcast kind of, kind of evolve. Yeah. And finding, you know, finding my voice in that Mm -hmm. way. And then continuing to work one-on-one with, with women and coaching and um, excited to yeah, meet new people and mm-hmm. just see um, opportunities just are kind of, kind of flowing Unfolding. and yes. yes. And so I've enjoyed everything from meeting new people to having the opportunity to speak at the summit and just seeing where that's going to take me. Yeah. And just, I love that mindset of like, you know, I'm going to focus on this thing, but then I'm also just going to allow other things to unfold and new opportunities to come up because that's really how it happens. Like you take one opportunity and it leads you to the next opportunity and then the next, and you just kind of stay open to it and follow that path and see where it goes. And usually leads you exactly where you are meant to go. (laughs) Yes. That's how it's worked. I love it. Well, I'll ask you our last question again, um, because you might have a totally different answer than last time you were on, but as of right now, we're here in what April of 2023. What drives your soul today? It will be a different answer than last time. Not that that wasn't so important. Listen, <laughs> but um, it, right now it's just possibility that mm. um, has been uh, that I'm more open to it, that I'm more excited about it, and just to see what is going going to unfold. And so, um, and being really being open because possibility isn't always line up exactly the way I think it it should or mm-hmm. that I want yeah. it to, but but being open to um what what's gonna roll my way. So yeah, I love it. And you have so many new doors opening for you um that I'm very excited to see where the rest of this year goes. So Excellent. thanks for joining me back on the podcast again. Can you Thank tell you. us where to find you, follow mm-hmm. you and listen to your podcast? Yes. Uh so my website is coachwithkristen.com and 
all of the links are there as well. But you can also find me at Kristen Odegaard Coaching on Facebook and Instagram. My podcast is called Stop Overthinking, and <laughs> it's uh, available on Spotify and Google and Apple. And uh, I would love to have you join join my group. I have a private Facebook group where we can get a little bit more personal if if people so choose. And so lots of options and uh, ways to connect with me. Awesome. And if you want to hear her speak more on this topic of building self-confidence within yourself, then make sure to go sign up for our upcoming Sister Circle Summit. It's our third annual one. I can't believe it. Um, I'm so excited. She will be speaking for the morning session at Misty's Dance Unlimited. We still have tickets for that. And we just have an amazing lineup of fierce and, uh, you know, just powerful female small business owners that are sharing all of their gifts and strengths. So until next time, keep following what fills up your soul. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Soul Driven with Steph. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it out with someone else who needs to hear this message. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you know when new episodes drop. And until next time, be sure to take care of your mind, your body, and your soul.